This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of Banging on the Drum. I'm your host, P-Dog, here, along with my host over there, M-Dog. Let me hear you bark. You got a deeper Sound bark like than a me. Seal. Yep. Yeah. So how cool. you doing, Mike? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Pat? Doing pretty good. Already blew the the nicknames right off the bat, but but doing good down here. I am not in harm's way in Florida, but yeah, and should stay out of it, right? Yeah, we got pretty lucky. Uh, curved kind of east of us. I think for a second it was looking like it was going to hit just straight south of us and kind of roll a little bit uh southeast of us um but it ended up going pretty far east of us uh it's been interesting though it's like a you can tell it's a huge hurricane obviously if you just like look at the news or like look at a satellite or anything but you can feel it here and it's weird like i don't know how to describe it but like it's like you can feel that depression yeah there's like an eeriness in the air and then plus it's like 60 degrees since it's kind of got into our area because it's pulling that that air from like the northeast and pulling it into our area so it dropped like temperature dropped like i don't know it's been in the high 50s low 60s in the morning where it's been about 70 usually so so yeah yeah so that's interesting that it like even the air feels off but I get it. Like, it's got to be something. Is it really windy then, too? It's not yet. It will get there. So, like, once this storm, I think. So, I was just looking at it. Let me see if I can pull it here. So, it looks like it's got, I'm bad with my Florida geography, but it, it's just south of Orlando, I'll say. And once it gets more like parallel with us, which would be like the Jacksonville ish area. Then okay. we're going to get some wind rip in here, but it's still not going to be anything like any of the stuff in the direct path. So hopefully uh, Southwest Central Florida is doing all right. I've only seen a couple pictures uh, and yeah, it doesn't look good. It, stuff is getting leveled down there, um, but it did yeah. drop from a cat four to a cat three since it's been on land, which is pretty typical. Once it gets more friction, it's going to start slowing down a little bit. So I've heard a theory that like the small islands that are like on the edge, like the keys and stuff like that, that because we've populated those and taken like the trees out, like that's part of the reason that storms get really, really bad and make it to land is because we've reduced some of that friction coming into the into land but i don't know like that also sounds a little like kooky when i say it too so it, it would maybe make sense I, I guess i don't know like who did that study or where you got I'm your sure it uh, was not a study yeah your uh right. peer-reviewed sources there from um but yeah no i bet you because the keys are 
I've never been to the Keys, but I imagine, you know, like when you're on the Keys, you're kind of like, sure, you can probably see water on both sides of you, but they're like wider than you would expect. Because you look at them on the map yeah. and like, it's just like a little string um, that you wouldn't think could hold anything up. But yeah, I guess if you level all the uh, uh, vegetation there and flatten it out, it probably has some sort of effect on it. Well, if, if land friction does, I would... You know, I would think that you get some, right? Mm -hmm. Like maybe not. Yeah. Probably not enough. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it would play like that big of a, like, I don't think it would drop a hurricane category, but I, I don't know okay. that for sure. But with storm systems, like going across the United States, like they need something like the Rocky Mountains to you know completely put a halt to them like you'll see storms right. like hit the rocky mountains rain out and then like the east side of the rocky mountains it'll just be dry like desert yeah and then yeah. then they reform and pick shit back up but maybe the keys keys come into play a little bit but anyways, from our hurricane news, we're going to get right into this episode. I'm hoping for this to be one of our quickest episodes of all time, but we'll see how it goes. I say that probably 30% of the episodes and never tends to go that way. Although I don't think I checked in with you. What, what are you doing? What are you up to? Uh, nothing really. Had a flag football game last night Did, uh, and things feel like they're falling apart but that's third graders i think for you i mean it's just kind of the way it goes sometimes but that's what i was doing this week and then we were recording on monday just everything feels busy this week yeah it's been pretty crowded a tight schedule yeah we pushed this a day for, oh, right. yeah a day to the left um i didn't even think of that till right now but always due to my schedule i keep uh messing up our schedule so the flag football team is 0-2 i take it after hearing this news or so one, and, one and two because you're claiming the victory against <laughs> cashton no so this we actually did play cashton they had three teams and so they had three third and fourth grade teams right so they must combine their third and fourth graders or something in one team i could tell was obviously more third graders than it was fourth graders but um, so they had three and we only have two third and fourth grade teams. And so we played a half against each of them and then just played three halves instead of, um, two games or whatever, one game, one instead of one game. And so like some of the teams we were competing with pretty well. And then some of the teams we didn't compete with as well. So, um, you, but yeah, but I, but you lost but, every game? No, I don't know if we lost every one, but we were, most of them, we were, like, they were passing and able to catch it, and we have a hard time passing and being able to catch it. Um, hitting a hitting a receiver on target, the receiver then catching the ball. We have a challenge. We run it a lot. And we got a couple of guys that can really run it. And uh, my daughter scored a touchdown. My nephew scored a touchdown. So things were things were good for me, but... Like my nephew is gonna, he's gonna be able to score in most games that we play. Even if I give him like two touches for the whole game, like he's just, he's that kid that 
he wants to be there. He wants to do stuff and like oh, yeah. he's excited about running running the football. So trying to keep the nepotism at at a minimum if you can. So right now I just rotate everybody in and out of um, skill position versus line. Line. So like they have to play the line too, right? Okay. And so I don't let anybody just get away with not either snapping the ball or playing the line. And then the wide receivers and the running back get a run each possession, at least one. And usually if we have six plays, they'll get, everybody will get two runs. So pretty predictable, Mike. I think Brandon Staley is probably a better coach than you. I guarantee he's a better coach than me. <laughs> but uh, actually, yeah, that let's let's roll through our hot in the streets right now. All right, I'm not, and I'll I'll get it started with not with Chargers takes, but I got something else on the Chargers. So, all right, I gave you one because I have a bunch, so I gave you one of mine. It just happened, yeah. Like, Five minutes ago. Yeah. Um, so Joe Judge ties Roger Maris. So we're at 61-61 with Joe Judge. I, <laughs> I feel like uh, Pat's fucking with me. I did not see this. So. <laughs> no, but it's Aaron Judge. But you did read Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't like – I get that Joe Judge thing all the time. Like that's where I go with my brain. It is Aaron Judge. Good call. That was good. You got me. I told you you'd get me next time we were talking. He he reads anything that's put on the teleprompter. I will. That's hundred percent true. That so I I did read the thing about the Packers offensive coordinator and I saw that and I was like, that ain't right. Wait, what? That was a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's wrong. And you're like, "Uh, actually, I'm talking about last year. So, yeah. Yeah, Joe Judge hit 61. Now I'm doing it. Aaron Judge hit uh, (laughs) 61 today, tying uh, Roger Maris's record, which that's pretty freaking crazy, it seems like. Yeah, it's like, it's an awesome year for sure. Um, I want to say that they said, like, there's a guy for the Mets, Alonzo, maybe. is that, It's the first time a Mets player's hit more than 40 twice, right? So that's not even, like, 50. You're not even within 10 Ameras. But Yeah. Yeah, 61's a big number. Yeah. I, I want to look up the rest of his stats because I feel like he's just, just been on, like, a crazy, crazy year because he's in triple – crown contention so hitting over 300 but we kind of hammered that on last time we talked about it but but yeah we'll move on from our boy joe judge uh hitting number 61 and i got some personal hot in the streets here so had a buddy that had a baby so congratulations and i got a buddy yep yep and then i have a buddy that is getting married and then i'm flying up to wisconsin kind of touched that last episode so congratulations kevin you finally did it um congrats kevin proud of you buddy already touched the hurricane news there so my next hot in the streets i don't know how much you heard about this but the celtics head coach i can't even think of his name right now i can't believe i didn't put it in here 
but gets suspended for nailing one of his players' wives. Yes, I thought it was a like a um, like a staffer. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know if it's one of his players. I I assume it's. I hope it's not. I guess you'd hope it wasn't like anybody's wife in the in the thing, but it just seems like from what I've heard, which is just other podcasts. I have no uh, peer-reviewed sources on this one either, um, but it, it just sounds like someone, someone's wife was getting nailed by the coach, and this happened. But I, I like, do you yeah. do you think? Am I skewing your opinion, or like, what else do you think he could be suspended a year for? And then a speculation. Uh, no, so I think that like. It's someone in the Celtics organization, right? So if that's somebody's wife inside the organization or he's basically conduct on becoming to the team, right? Yeah. And that's what you get out of the year for. So I never really understand why you're suspending a coach for a year. Fire him. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Not really. Yeah. yeah Especially I don't, if you have a team like they got. And I don't think he's going to be ever coaching the Celtics again. The only reason I assume that there's like a year suspension, I think I heard this somewhere else. So um, on a podcast, but uh, that there might be some, if you suspend them for a year, there might be some like money implications and then you can't get in trouble for like firing. Like they won't have to go through the Mm -hmm. whole like injustice of fire or whatever that process is called but like firing somebody for no reason or wrong reasons um even though i think that's that's probably a pretty fireable offense because in the military like guys like lose rank and get transferred and like 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 and not even for just being um like i had a guy that got kicked out he was a sergeant, pretty good sergeant, like n- no real issues. His uh, his like COs were saying, well, this isn't going to kick you out of the army. Like they didn't even realize that because he was a sergeant and he got bumped back um, into a specialist position because he was dating someone that was younger than him, right? Or like less ranked than him that like they were, it was going to effectively kick him out of the military because he'd been too long as a specialist without reaching yeah. sergeant or whatever. And then you get like kind of automatically booted from what I understood. Yeah. There's like a time and rank thing. Like you can only be a specialist up to say yeah. eight years. So he must've been in for whatever you explained it, but in yeah, for whatever it was. And then he, right. got, and him getting bumped down, get, he got bumped down on something that like, basically he's just dating and it wasn't even like somebody from like one of his soldiers. It was somebody from the same like unit, but not from the same platoon or something like that. And like, yeah, that seems a little weird. Cause I think I, I, my guess is that somebody else had it out for him. Right. Yeah. And they told him not to stop. And then he didn't. And then got caught up. I could see if it's like a Sergeant first class and then like a, private or or something like that 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 would be a little weird but like 
I, I guess I don't know the rules. I never have had to deal with them, never plan on having to right. deal with them. Um, but it, it seems a little weird because I know uh, people who are married to each other in the same career field that like weren't married to each other beforehand that one's higher ranking than the other is yeah. but i think i think the big thing that you have to do is you gotta like get married when once the military finds out that you're doing stuff like that i think the piece is that you kind of have to get married but i really don't think so i mean you got to either be the same rank or the same rank at some time i i don't know but yeah no yeah you're right about that but so. like I think if like they're gonna like discipline you, like some of those guys just get married, just to yeah. avoid the discipline, right? Yeah, but whatever. Pretty crazy uh, for the Celtics. So, uh, yeah, and his his wife is like super famous too, or not? I shouldn't say super famous, but she's relatively famous, right? I didn't even like say his name. name. I can't even pull his name. I can't, I don't re- I don't remember what his name his his name is like Abaku. Yeah, it's like something that like I wouldn't like remember off the top of my head, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, like um, I, I, I'm getting mixed up uh, with uh, Ohio State's wide receiver, like Edoku. Um, yeah, and I don't want to like butcher it, and so I'm staying away from it. But I think his wife is Nia Long, who's an actress. Yeah, Ime Eduko. Eduko. I don't know, whatever. We probably should know how to say that, but, but, but we don't. Um, it, I don't know who his wife is. I, I thought it was a fiance, but um, still, who, yeah. who knows? So, All right, and then my next hot in the street, this one was just baffling to me when it showed up on my phone, but uh, Brazil was, so my adopted my adopted country was playing a game in uh, Paris versus Tanzania. I want to say, and they were up five to one and Richarlson G Andretti is how I'm going to say it. I think it would be Andretti uh, if my wife was saying it, but they were up and a dude threw a banana at him, like in, in a racist manner in europe yeah and i just still can't believe that there's like that blatant of racism in in sports like on that big of a stage like like i remember this documentary or it was like a e60 or something and it's probably been about 10 years ago now but like the crowd would make like monkey chants when the black players would get the ball and the, like the banana thing. And I mean, I know there's still shit out there, like racist, racist shit that happens, but that blows my mind. Like, could you imagine if that happened at an NFL game? Like I imagine if someone did that, they would get their ass. Blown. I hope. Right. Yeah, that's so. I hope if the like if the guy like that the people around him are like, what the fuck's wrong with you? There's so many other places you can go to try to affect him mentally. It doesn't have to do have to have anything to do with race, yeah. right? Really, yeah. like. So I don't understand it, but like, I don't think I ever will. I don't think I'll ever get it. 
Yeah. And I mean, we were just talking about the Celtics and I mean, earlier this year, the comments that came out about Celtics fans being racist, but it's always, I think the majority is, is not that way. And then it's just the minority of uh, the fans that are willing to do that stuff is, you know, what gets pointed out, but yeah, that was pretty shitty. For sure. Negative behavior is identified way better in society than positive behavior. Yeah. You know, so, cause we see it and then it like, it's like, can you believe this person did this, you know? And then that's the gossip instead of like, Oh, this person, you know, said this word or threw this banana and then four dudes jumped him and basically beat the fuck out of him. But then I would just probably reinforce that guy, that idiot's behavior anyway. Like, see, I knew all people were bad. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, there's no winning in that situation. Um, and then I'm going to save my last hot street. I don't know if you had any other ones besides your Joe judge one. Nope. Nope. That's all I had. All right. So we'll move on to spicy meatballs. And this has been a spicy meatball I've been sitting on for about 15 years now. And my spicy meatball is that Sal Palantonio has never left Philly. But this I think week, that I think you've used that one. We talked about it for sure on the podcast. Yeah. And I'm on to him. I am definitely on to him. But they said Sal Palantonio was in New England last week. And I just don't think it's true. I mean, they even showed him on the field and everything, but I'm pretty sure it was a green screen because he never interviewed anybody and no one like came up to talk to him at all. So I, I don't know like the definitive statement of what my spicy meatball is. I guess it would be Sal Palantonio has never left Philly. And I think it's still true. And he tried to fake us out this weekend or this last weekend. And I think it's kind of weird. I don't know what his motive to not leave Philly is. If he's scared, if he's, I don't know what it could be. Yeah. I'm not sure why he doesn't leave Philly, but I think you're definitely right. Uh, doesn't leave Philly. Uh, we got to think of maybe he only eats cheesesteak. Yeah, I guess so. And only straight from, he doesn't trust that other places have cheesesteaks or something. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think it's fair. Sal Palantonio, you need to do something different in order to prove that you have left Philly. Like, we, yeah. video evidence is not good enough for us. No. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of what he could do. He'd need to come talk to me went somewhere when I'm not in Philadelphia. I've never been to Philadelphia though. So yeah, I think I flew in there once is all. Uh, Sal pal, we're on to you. We have our eyes on you, buddy. We have your eyes, our eyes on you, pal. Uh, so for me, I'm going to say that my spicy meatball is the chargers are not going to be good. And it's not going to be Brandon Staley's fault. Yeah, I mean, it's sure looking like the Chargers are not going to be good. Um, they are super banged up. And I think that's the reason they're going to be rough this year. And 
Staley's going to keep his job and be able to. He's he's the Carson wants a coaches, I think. He poops his pants. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah he, like, he's going to just could. yeah, he's just going to poop his pants when it comes down to like like a good game or something like that. And then my second one is another one: the Jaguars going to the playoffs. Yeah. I, I don't even know how spicy that is anymore. Like, no, it's but, probably not super spicy anymore, but yeah, I'll give that I one to jalapenos. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we, we briefly touched it, but like Doug Peterson taking over that thing um, seems to be good with young quarterbacks, I guess, from our short track record that we have with him mm-hmm. when he made Carson Wentz, who just looks like dog shit these days looked like a pretty competent quarterback. He had Nick uh, Nick Foles, old big dig Nick, looking like the MVP yeah. through a playoff run. And it seems like it can't just be dumb luck. Um, and I just don't think the Jaguars got a fair shake last year having uh, probably the shittiest NFL coach of all time <laughs> come in. I mean – has uh, Urban Meyer ever had another stint in the NFL? That was his first stint in the NFL, right? Yeah, that was his first stint. So great so, like, college coach, which you could say, but like I think he might go down as one of the shittiest NFL coaches because he just came in and he was a huge distraction to uh, like a young franchise. Yeah, and yeah, like a team that was really young and he just couldn't handle them. Um, what's the guy from Oregon that? Went to the Philadelphia for a while. He was there for a couple of years. Chip Kelly oh, was Chip, too. yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of coaches, their first go around in the NFL, is pretty tough for them. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how Saban would do if he came back. The one thing I'll say about Chip Kelly, though, is like, I guess you can't say his offense was ahead of its time, but some of the stuff that he was trying to implement into the NFL looks like it's starting to be more implementable, I guess. I don't know why he couldn't quite figure it out. Maybe didn't get the right guys. I can't remember because I feel like he did have a guy come try to do his thing. Who is his quarterback? Do you remember? I feel like he went and got one of like his, like his college guys. He had a bunch of his like Oregon guys on his team which is probably part of the problem. Then like everybody else feels kind of like an outsider, you know, cause he probably had like 12 Oregon guys on his team. But yeah. I can't remember who their coach or who their quarterback would have been, but it felt like he just went and got a boatload of Oregon guys. Yeah. And I'm not going to look that up, but I felt like it was no. somewhat fast, but, but yeah, to your point with it the loss, I don't think it was because they did well when they had Vic. Um, and I don't think, honestly, years, yeah. yeah, like, and I don't think, honestly, he did too bad um, when he was, it wasn't great by any means, but I don't think he was like, like Jacksonville last year. Uh, he was better than that. But yeah, I just want to go in and look at the, the old injury report for the Chargers real quick. But yeah. Uh, Herbert is questionable. Allen is questionable. They got an offensive tackle that's on the IR. They got Joey Bosa, who's on the IR. Uh, Jalen uh, Guyton, that's on the IR. So, yeah, they're 
their injury list here is long and strong. And yeah, and I think that's the reason they're going to be bad. But uh, Staley isn't good either. But it's not his fault this year. Yeah, but missing a guy like Bosa is is big. All yeah. right. I think J.C. Jackson was out last week, which hurts. That's their star corner. Yeah, and who? And I mean, they and they play in a division that we thought was going to be pretty damn good this year, uh, which I think I mean it's still it's still good. And now you're not going to know for a while. I, I guess I don't know all their schedules, but they're just going to go in and beat each other up. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's even with the Raver or well Raiders uh, losing a couple games. Are, are they own three? I can't even remember what they are. Yeah, the they're the only own three team in the league. Okay, but even with them being own three, I think they're they're going to be like a, a tough team for the Chargers. The Chiefs are obviously going to be a tough team for the Chargers. Honestly, I. My pick to win the NFC West is like the team that I have the least amount of faith in winning in the Broncos. Like it just didn't seem like they're putting up points, but I guess they were playing San Francisco. So who knows? Who knows? That that division definitely hasn't looked like we thought it was going to look yet, but it's early still. We're not even a quarter way through the season. Teams can be figuring stuff out, especially when you get you bring in a brand new quarterback to Denver. Although yeah. he's an upgrade from what you had, they still have to pick himself. All right. Are you ready to roll on to the Badgers game? Yep. Badgers preview. Get ready for it. So three and one. Illinois is coming to the Badgers and the Badgers are minus seven. Uh, like I said, Illinois is three and one. They beat Wyoming 38 to six. They lost to Indiana in their big Ten opener 23 to 20. Then they beat the crap out of Virginia uh, 24 to three beat Chattanooga 31 to zero. Best win out of those ones. I guess I would say is Wyoming. So they haven't really played uh, the toughest schedule yet. And when they did play like a semi, I guess a power five team, well, Virginia, I guess is a power five team, but they are absolutely awful this year. So, I mean, they are the bottom of the power five there. Um, So when they did play Indiana, they lost, but I don't think this is like your normal Badgers bring Illinois into town and just whoop the shit out of them game. Um, head coach, pretty familiar with the team. We got Bielema coming back to Wisconsin, so he's going to be out for blood, so things to watch out for. I think Brett Bielema bringing his knowledge of what Wisconsin is to the table uh, is going to be a big thing. And then the Illinois defense has been pretty good this year. I mean, you've heard their their opponents, so they haven't played their Ohio State yet. I don't even know if Ohio State's uh, on their schedule, but their defense is allowing only eight points per game, 234 yards per game, which has came 147 from the passing or 147 yards 
passing against them each game in 87 yards rushing against them. So their defense, granted, they haven't played the greatest of opponents, has been pretty damn good. Um, their quarterback, Tommy DeVito, uh, he's been playing in the NCAA for about 10 years now. He spent nine of those years in Syracuse and he transferred over to Illinois this year. And he's had a pretty good start to his season. He's got nine touchdowns, 954 yards, and only two interceptions. And then is that Danny's son? Yeah, it's Danny DeVito's son. He's quite a bit taller than Danny DeVito, though. But uh old Tommy DeVito, Tommy DeVito from New Jersey. He's he's that guy. Um, but he looks like a competent quarterback. I guess, though, if you played in the NCAA for as long as he has, I'm pretty sure he's he's 36. He's about your age, Mike. And he's still playing college football. Um, like I said, he played yeah, his first. Maybe I should try out again. Yeah, he played his first nine years at Syracuse. Comes over, uh, hooks up with Bielema. And, yeah, nine touchdowns, two interceptions. So nothing to really uh, – scoff at right there but i did not realize until i was doing my research for this so they're running back chase brown just a stud from canada he's from london canada and he's had 95 carries for 604 yards and three touchdowns uh so 6.4 yards per carry but 604 yards and that leads the nation in running so they have the number one uh, running back in the nation in terms of yards. And I have to imagine that their defense only giving up eight points per game and 243 yards per game has to be ranked as one of the best defenses in, in the league. And I don't know if it sounds familiar to you, but I mean, that's, they're trying to be Wisconsin. So, um, but I'm, I'm going to rattle, rattle off a couple more weapons and then I'm going to, see see what we're thinking here so but then they do also have two pretty competent wide receivers in pat bryant uh four, he has 14 receptions 262 yards two touchdowns this year and then uh, isaiah williams who has 28 receptions 260 yards and two touchdowns this year so i mean you heard their opponents but they've kind of produced i guess they lost to indiana um and honestly, I think the only team's record that I didn't look up that they played was Indiana. So I don't know how Indiana's doing this year. They've been a plus program in the last couple of years, though. They've been better than not, right? So they're not the Indiana of old where you're going to go in and you're going to beat them by 50. Yeah, but I think it was mostly the COVID years. So they they came out that COVID year and they were – looking pretty damn good with the empty stands but i'm pretty sure last year though they were getting thumped um so i did look it up this year and the only plus team they played was cincinnati and they lost to cincinnati 45 to 24 last week so i don't know i i guess i i don't really know like i think with how good the defense is, how good their running game is, it's going to be a low scoring game. I'm not expecting much out of it, but I just think Illinois 
obviously having Brett Bielema as their coach. And we know how Brett Bielema tries to win games because he learned it from Barry Alvarez and passed down to him, which is best passed down to Paul Chris. So I think what we have is two very like-minded teams going into this game. And I do still think that, you know, Wisconsin is the more talented team. I think they're going to play the same same type of football, but I think Wisconsin plays that type of football a little bit better. But it does scare me that they have a 10-year senior as a quarterback. Yeah, a guy that you know is competent, right? Yeah, and like I said, two receivers that have over 200 yards. Um, it just looks like they have quite a bit of experience that Chase Brown is a junior, so he's been running the ball for a while uh, he's a transfer, but he's been at Illinois for the past two years, I want to say. Um, but yeah, it's it's just not it's just not your same old Illinois team that that we're used to seeing. So I can All right, see this covering path. So what my prediction is Wisconsin wins this one 20 to 17. So no. I, I think if you're a betting man, I think you bet Illinois in this game and you bet in a low-scoring affair. I think my score there is maybe on the high side of of what it could be as well. So I'll, I'll take him to cover. I think that, um, yeah, Illinois probably has a decent defense and they probably have these guys that can play a little bit. I'm going to bank on the Badgers. Uh, doing a little bit better than that. Um, and going about 24-10 is where I see it. Um, the Badgers defense, I think, shuts them down for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, the Badgers defense has been very opportunistic this year. Um, turning the ball over whenever they get the chance to um, – we do get to see if uh, Skyler Bell, I mean, is our competent receiver on the other side, if if he can have a game. But I, I don't think it's going to come down to Graham Mertz and Skyler Bell having a good game. It's going to be all on our boy, Braylon Allen, and then Malusi as well uh, to see how they do and see how the defense shuts them down. But I and think to be if, fair, if we had 150 yards passing out of Mertz, we'd be pumped. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if I fully expect that. So my Mertz stat line is going to be Mertz because we're going to want to win this game, especially after losing to Ohio state. So I don't think we're going to let Mertz go out there and sling it. I think Mertz goes eight for 13 passing with 83 yards and one touchdown. He scores one of the two touchdowns I gave him passing. And then Braylon Allen runs for 174 yards in a touchdown. I'll take it. I'll take a win. I like, I guess I don't really care either way if they cover. Um, but I do expect them to cover. I think their defense, if we can get to 20 points, I don't think we lose. We did get to 20 against Ohio State, and it still wasn't that good, though. Yeah, but I mean, we discussed that last last episode. That I mean, that's never going to be enough against Ohio State. 
uh, the way their program's been looking these past couple of years. Just a, a winning factory that they got over in Columbus. Uh, you got anything more to add with the Wisconsin game? All right. Do you want to take the lead on the, the Packers game or do you want me to keep rolling? Uh, so I'll start off a little bit. Um, so the oh, so Patriots are coming. Patriots are coming into Lambeau, and uh, I couldn't remember if it was a home game or an away game. Packers are minus nine and a half. Mac Jones appears to be out for the game. He has a high ankle sprain. Uh, what I heard today was four to six weeks is what the team thinks, and he might think a little bit longer than that. Like they're not on the same page with how long he might be out for. Um, their wide receiving room doesn't look like too daunting or anything like that. The running backs are okay. And as far as like, who's going to end up being, who's going to end up coaching and like, who's going to be calling plays and doing all that stuff for the Patriots. This is the scariest situation. I think you can fall into. I think if he has everybody, he's less creative. And when you give him like a hole to start in, he starts solving problems that maybe weren't a priority to solve if Mac Jones is there. And so he could be, he could dial up something that really stumps us this weekend. So this game makes me nervous due to Bill Belichick being on the head coach on the other sideline. Yeah, no, I, that is, that is a good point. Cause yeah, I, I think he takes these games as like, you know, an opportunity to remind everybody why he's the best. Um, but yeah, I just think the Packers settled in. I think the week one loss of the Vikings is we're going to keep banging this drum for you guys is the Packers just don't care to be ready week one. They, they value their health in the preseason, getting everybody in the season healthy, so if they win that game week one, at least how the last uh, two years have looked is like maybe just icing on the cake for them, especially with there being an extra game added in the season. Um, so I think you can throw that game out the window. And yeah, I just want to go over the injury report here real quick, just to see if, if there's anything that really jumps out. Um, we have. Uh, Alexander is questionable. Bakhtiari is questionable. Jenkins is questionable. But we don't have anybody on there that is um, doubtful that we haven't known for a while. Um, we won't have Watkins. Um, dang, when I take the full injury report, it gives me the full league's injury report. So I don't know. I don't know why that would come in handy on, on the Patriots thing, but, but yeah, so our receiving core is necked up. Um, but other than that, I mean, Bakhtiari played, I want to say I read somewhere he re played like 34 snaps. So I think they're being pretty careful with him. So I think it's going to be another game where he's kind of like, babied for lack of a better term, but whatever, they're going to be careful with them for 
for another game at least. Uh, well, I, I think know. it'll be if we can too, right? So he might jump in snaps if we can't have him out of the lineup, right? If Neiman's getting killed and Bakhtiari's like doing well, and in the second half we need to have him in the game, it might come down to something like that. Now, hopefully we have a good like head on our shoulders to know whether or not that's feasible for his leg to like keep him out there even if we do need him, right? To keep him out there, like, and then to have the whole rest of the season have him be gone would be worse than, right, winning that game. Like, the the, the negatives would outweigh the positives at that point. For sure. And I do, like, even just with this line, uh, Mac Jones is out. I do think the Packers are going to whoop some ass in this game. So hopefully it's a situation where, he can kind of use it like a preseason game, whereas, you know, keep trying to trying to feel 100%. Hopefully the Packers are out by enough where they're just like, hey, you're looking good, but let's give it a little bit more rest and we're good to go. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if we touch that. Brian Hoyer is looking like it's going to be the quarterback this week. I think there's a little bit of controversy with him and the third string guy. Um, I feel like it's a, a rookie that, or a young guy. I mean, obviously with uh, it being a third string guy, it's probably going to be a young guy. Um, but that Bailey Zappi, I can't remember where he's out of. But anyways, I think yeah, we're going to be seeing Brian Hoyer. So nothing too scary that they're bringing to the table. Damian Harris, obviously pretty good running back. Um, Stevenson, their second back. So they got a solid back field. Uh, and then Jacoby Myers, Devontae Parker, pretty average defense that uh, the Patriots bring to the table. I mean, they gave up 20 points against Miami, which is pretty good against Miami. Uh, but then they gave up 37 to Baltimore, which I mean, Baltimore's good too. So, so, well, so I don't know about Miami being like this because when they, if they don't need to play at the end of the game, are they really like this elite level team? Right. So, against Baltimore, they had to play a bunch. They throw for six touchdowns or something dumb. Right. But because they had to, right, to even get close. And then last week, they came from behind as well. Right. Who did they play I, last week? Was it was it the Raiders? No, that was the Cardinals that I, came back against the Raiders. But right. I sh- I should know. The I don't know that they came back in the in that other game, but like it felt like it was it was something that had to be done late because Tua gets hurt. Yeah, I can't no, remember who they. It, it was the Bills. Um, yeah, and they beat the Bills. So. 21 to 19, but yeah, I can't remember exactly what happened that game to, to make it the 21 to 19, but, but yeah, I think this is going to be a fairly easy win for the Packers. Um, We're going to touch it when we break down our picks uh, or go through our picks, I guess. Um, But I got the Packers covering in this one. I think if I have to throw a score at it, I would go 30, 
we're going to go 30 on the dot to 17. All right. So any idea what the over under is? Because we can kind of like figure this thing out if it's about 10 points, right? Yeah. Um, we can figure out what Vegas thinks it's going to be. Um, but I do not have the over under on the top. So the over under is 40.5. So my score would crush the over. So it's 25 to 15 or something like that, right? Yeah. Something like that. It's going to be somewhere in that range. 26, 15. Yeah. 25, 14, something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 27, 14. They'll get two tutties on us, but, uh, 27, 14, that puts me at 41. I'll go with that. And that will wrap up the Packers preview. We're going to do a little quick Brewers thing. So we're still a game and a half back. The Phillies uh, kind of blew a great opportunity to get a lead back. So Phillies have lost their last three, but sure enough, the Brewers have lost their last two. Uh, lost last night to the Cardinals, which let the Cardinals wrap up the NL Central in Milwaukee. So that was a little sad. Um, but on out, so the next series we play, uh, last I looked at the Brewers game right now, I should have it up in the background. We're up two to, my, what do you up got? Two to one. We're up two to one. We just got out of the seventh. They had the bases loaded and didn't score. And then, so on top of that, the Cubs are up four to two in the top of the eighth. Phillies do have a base runner in the top of the eighth. There's one out, but the Cubs are winning. So nice. Look at you. I, I had that stuff up and you you were on it. Mike, you impressed me this week. Mike was the one that uh started this Google Doc. But yeah, um, what I was looking at, so we have three games against Miami, or yeah, three games against no four games against Miami, which is one of the worst teams in the league. And then three games against Arizona, which is like a middle of the road, but not a playoff team. I think the Brewers are about the only team that's not in the playoffs as of right now. That's in contention for a playoff spot. Um, so, I mean, our schedule is pretty favorable. Like I said, last show, they're all home games. Um, and Philly plays Houston, who is number one in the AL West uh, to close out the year. But, you know, that could be kind of a curse too because Houston doesn't really have to play those games out because they already got their shit wrapped up. So we'll see how it goes. It's baseball. Crazy shit always happens in baseball. Um, but from there, we will move on to our week four picks. And we're going to be seeing who takes home the most bing bong. So we finally figured this out. We finally settled it. It is the bing bong bet. And we bitched out, guys, to all, all 15 of you guys listening. I bitched out because I'm getting my ass uh, whooped. 
So I would agree with this that like I was in that same boat. I didn't want to do this either. So, so the tattoo came off the table. Once we get a steady hundred listeners per episode, I think the tattoo will come back on the table. <laughs> um, but right now, this is the bet. So break it down if you're new. Uh, we bet 100 bing bongs on every game with 10% juice. So if we win the game, we get our 100 bing bongs. And if we lose the game, we lose 110 bing bongs. We're going to do this through the Super Bowl. Um, we might change a rule in the playoffs to make it um, something, maybe like double bing bongs. Maybe we won't change the rule. But anyways, we're we're going to cross that bridge when we get to it. Um or maybe a little bit before we get to it. But then at the end of the season, whoever has the least bing bongs has to do this challenge, which is they have to run a 10K. The winner of the challenge gets to choose what they want on the shirt of the person running the bing bongs. Uh, so right, right now, Mike can make me wear a shirt that says, if you beat me, I'll give you a BJ. Um, I mean, or, is fun or something like that. Yeah, so, something good like that. And then at the end of the thing, you have to take your shoe that you ran into it and do a shoey. So pour your beer in your shoe. So you're going to need some help. Someone's going to be waiting for you at the end of the race with a, with a beer. You pour it in your shoe. You chug that. And then... You want to do two or three cigarettes back to back to back. Well, it, don't, it don't matter. Downfall will be that I have to buy cigarettes to do this, I guess. But Yeah. So how, yeah, let's, let's do three cigarettes. Let's do it. Let's do a big. So and then three. Cigarettes. Yeah. Maybe I'll be hooked forever and just keep smoking them. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Nicotine is, is probably the best thing that's ever happened to to mankind. So Mike will get a little, little taste of the, the joys in life, but let's roll through these quick. So we are going to start. Um, we already did Thursday night thunder. I kind of forget who Mike picked. So we'll just have him pick it again. So we have the dolphins at the Bengals, and the Bengals are minus three and a half. Who'd you go with Mike? So I'm taking the Bengals. Okay. And That's I took the- I want <laughs> for okay. sure. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I took the Bengals as well. Um, that was my trap of the week. But next game, we are going to start it off. And I had it here as Packers minus 10.5, but we're going to switch that. So it's Packers minus 9.5. I think I just fat fingered that. And if you listen to the show and you listen to the outro every time, you know that we're not going to be eating no shorts. So I'm going Packers. I guess I'll let Mike decide, but I already have it typed in for him. Who are you going with, Mike? It, yeah, it's the Packers. Don't be silly here. Okay. Next game we have, we have the Vikings minus two and a half at the Saints. Where are you going, Mike? Uh, so I want to go with the Saints, but I – I'm going with the Saints. I I feel like the Vikings aren't very good, right? So yeah. They, they not, they're not what I thought they were after week one. 
Yeah, no, they definitely came out and looked great. They have a very high-powered offense, but I think that defense is going to be what we thought it was. So anyways, I'm going with the Saints as well, and I'm going to go with the Saints because I think the Saints defense is good enough to put a cap on that offense. And then plus it being New Orleans, uh, I think I think the Saints are looking looking for a win this week, plus two and a half points. So And then I, I was thinking about making this one my double dog. I had a couple that I got a couple uh, dogs that I like to win out right this week, but we'll keep it rolling. So next game we have is the Browns minus one and a half at the Falcons. And I'll start this one out. This is one that I wanted to make my double dog. I am going to take the Falcons at home just because I'm dumb and they run an option. And I think the Falcons are a fun team to watch. And I'm going to have fun cheering for the Falcons a little bit this year. Fair enough. I'm taking the Browns. I think that uh, missing Miles Garrett's going to hurt. But I do think they're a pretty decent team. And they're going to figure out how to win this week. So Garrett got in that car accident. So he's out for this. Like, how bad was it? I didn't look into it. I just seen he got into an accident. Uh, so I heard he got into a car accident. And they said that he is in the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries, which that could mean a lot of things. But that makes it sound pretty bad, right? So one, you have to stay in the hospital. Definitely not good. Right. And two, if they use the terms non-life threatening, that just means, oh, he's not dying. Like it's under control. Right. But that can mean two broken legs. That can mean, you know, even like a punctured lung, I think would be like a non-life threatening injury for most medical professionals. So that was the words they used. I think that for the most part, He's not in great shape currently, but I don't think we have a clear picture of what it is. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. No, I definitely read the non-life threatening injuries is a lot better, but I think, I think your opinion, I think that was good. Good breakdown. I, st- because, I stole that. I stole that. So. Okay. Cause I, I was like, when I hear non-life threatening, I'm just like, Oh, you probably got a bump or a bruise, but I didn't realize he was staying in the hospital. I, just thought he went to the hospital. And I just well, think, they, thought that was like kind of standard operating procedure. If you get, I guess though, no, that's not really standard operating procedure. So yeah. They no, said, like, so the thing I was listening to said his car looked like a crushed can. It looked damn. bad. Right. Well, hopefully he's doing all right then, but we will roll on to the commanders at the Cowboys. And I'll let you lead off again, I just because I couldn't remember who led off the last one. Uh, so you, you let off, so I think we're on the right pace here. Uh, I'm going to take the commies against all my better judgment. The Cowboys have been playing really well. And I just feel like Carson Wentz has to not poop his pants at some point. Yeah, I, I think you're, you're wrong in your assumption. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I think they're getting back on track. But I think if we look back on my bets, I got two teams that I can't catch right. And it's the Cardinals and the Cowboys. I think I've lost every time because like I, I flip, I flip on them every week. But I'm going to flip one more time. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. So next game we have is 
Seahawks at the Lions, and the Lions are minus five. I think the Lions are a solid team, and not not a solid, but like mid middle low team. And I think the Seahawks are quite possibly the lowest team. Um, so I'm going to go with the Lions minus five, and that line kind of speaks to me. Yeah, so I I like the Lions as well. I'm gonna. I'm going to take this. So I apologize, Pat. I'm going to take the Seahawks though, due to the fact that I think this is maybe the only other game. The Seahawks have a real opportunity of winning this year. Yeah. no, And, that, uh, they, and I think they might see that too, right? So they might see this is an opportunity to get a two wins. Like you got to beat the low level teams. And so, I'm taking the Seahawks, and I think they'll at least stay within the five. It might be a three-point game. Yeah, I'm just curious if any pro eh, – I've heard on other shows, like pro athletes, like knowing they're in a crappy situation. But I feel like it's so early in the season. Eh, no, they probably know that they suck and that they're not going to have many chances to win a game. All right, next game we will go to is Titans at the Colts, and the Colts are minus – three and Mike, you lead this one off. Uh, so I think I'm going to take the Colts here. Um, but I have no idea why I think that if they're even slightly healthier and they're ready for a game, their defense should be good. And the Titans, I think if Derrick Henry can't roll, then he doesn't go. Yeah, so I did these picks before the show, and I put the Titans, but I can't remember what my thought process was behind it. And I like the Colts, so I'm changing my pick. Sorry, Mike. It wasn't because of no, you. No, that's, that's good. That's good. It was, it was blowing my mind because I need the Colts to start winning for my other bet that we made in the show. Uh, but next game we have is the Bears at the Giants, and the Giants are minus three and a half. I'll go first, and I'm going to take the Giants because I think the Bears are not good. I don't think the Giants are great. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I don't get a good reason for you. I'm taking the Giants. Uh, so I'm going to take the Giants in this. I think I think this could be like a – little bit of a trap i think the bears could sneak them but um i'm gonna take the giants because i'm rolling with the giants apparently i'm a giants apologist these days i think they're yep. gonna win the east and giants and raiders are are your teams yep. this year commies too i like the commies for some dumb reason too so i think i know where this game's going so we have the jaguars at the eagles and the eagles are minus six and a half i'm gonna let mike lead that one off so I'm going to take the Jags. Um, I think they keep them close. I think their defense is really good. Not that the Eagles offense isn't really good, but I think their defense is playing really, really well, and they're going to stay with them. And I think this would be a good time to zag on the Eagles, but I've been riding the Eagles, and they haven't failed me, so I'm not – I'm not getting off the Eagles until the Eagles give me an L. 
So I'm going to take the Eagles there. They've just been humming. Um, it was my most fun team to watch last year. So I'm glad that my eyes were locked on to something that was like, this team might turn out to be good and they, they look really good this year. So next game we have is the Jets at the Steelers. Steelers are minus three and a half. And I have no faith in the Steelers. So I'm going to go with the Jets. I'm going with the Steelers. I think Tomlin figures out a way for them to win this game because the Jets will figure out a way not to win this game. All right. I like your reasoning. Uh, Next game we have is Bills minus three and a half at the Ravens and Mike, you lead it off. All right. I'm going to take the, uh, I'm going to take the Ravens here. I think they get them. I think the secondary for the bills being dinged up is going to, is going to hurt them pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that is a big loss, both really good teams. This is like the must see game. I didn't put the times of the games down. But I sure hope this is at the same time as Packer game, right? No, I have no idea. Okay. I have no um, idea when it is. Uh, that's going to be my double dog go-to. Okay. The Ravens. Mustard and onions. Let's go. Are a double dog. And the double dog is Mike is putting 200 bing bongs on that game. And if he loses, he loses 220. So. I have to win straight up. Oh, yeah, and you have to win straight up. So, yeah, there's that. There's that as well. Um, I don't remember if I picked that game, but I'm going to pick the Bills. Um, Purely a line pick. I think this line should be maybe minus one for the Bills. Um, And seeing it minus three and a half, you would think, Patrick, why don't you – why don't you go with the Ravens then? But I think Vegas is tricking me, and I'm going to go with the Bills. And I think the Bills are the best team in the league, and I think coming off a loss to Miami, they're going to be pretty pissed off and kind of go put up a number on a, a good team in the Ravens. So I'm going with the Bills. Next game we have is the Chargers minus five at the Texans. And – I'm going to pick the Chargers, but I put a question mark next to it because that game confuses me. But I'm just going to go with the Chargers. Um, like Mike said, they're they're pretty banged up, but the Texans lost to the Bears, and that's that's just unacceptable. Unacceptable. All right, I'm taking the Texans. I don't want to because I think that in my brain, the Texans are bad and the Chargers are good, but it, I don't know that that's accurate, especially as dinged up as the Chargers are, right? So how are – and then even your quarterback has, like, separated cartilage in his ribs or something dumb, and that's got to be tough to play with as well. You only scored 10 points against the Jags. It's not good enough. I like it, Mike. I like it. So next game we have is the Cardinals at the Panthers. And the Panthers are minus two. Where are you going, Mike? So I would assume that this is a late game because it is in the bottom of our schedule here. But if this is a noon game, um, 
I'm definitely taking the Panthers. I'm going to ride on the Panthers because the Cardinals are going east. I know that this is something that Pat doesn't believe in, but I'm going to take the Panthers here, minus two. Yeah, I. so I thought I figured out how to do this in the most clean, efficient ways, but I forgot to put the game times. And, and I care about the game times. And it might have worked out in my favor because I'm, I'm getting inside Mike's head. So I that is am, a 305 game. Okay. So Mike Mike figured it out. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals in this one and I'm gonna eat a double dog on it. Putting a double dog, putting 200 for the Cardinals to win outright. Um, and that's gonna happen for sure. Panthers aren't good, Cardinals aren't good either, but they're better than the Panthers. Next game we have is the Broncos at the Raiders, and the Raiders are minus two and a half. This was a, another one of my question lines, but I'm going to go with the Raiders. I do not think the Raiders are going to go 0-4. I think they're too good of a team to go 0-4, um, but we'll see after this week because I think if the Raiders lose this one, I don't think they're making the playoffs, and that that makes my playoff predictions – look pretty bad, especially if the Chargers aren't in it either because I took three from the AFC West. So, But who cares what I did? Um, I'm going with the Raiders. Raiders are going to beat the Broncos in Vegas. God, they're begging me to take the uh, take the Broncos, aren't they? Just like no. saying, please, Mike, take the Broncos. They're plus money. Like They win games. The Raiders don't win games. Please, take the Broncos. You're getting... You're getting them as a dog. I think I got to take the Raiders here. Raiders. I was going to say, so I put my picks in before Mike's, and I know he can see mine. And he's actually doing something I think is very smart, and he is fading me on every single game. So if I have a good week in this week, Mike, I am right back in this. You might be running a 10K because I feel fairly yeah, confident. That's probably, that's probably good for me. The darts might not be so good, but uh, the 10K would be good. <laughs> All right, next game we have is Chiefs minus two and a half at the Bucks, and I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Um, I know Mike Evans is back. I think Godwin is back for the Bucks as well. I'm not too sure about that, but what is, the Chiefs lost to the Colts last week. Yep, and I, I think that was just one of those games. It was a desperate team versus a team that was humming. So a little complacency versus a little desperation and the Colts got that win. But I think, I think the AFC divisional round where the chiefs played the bills definitely marked the two best teams in the AFC. And I know the chiefs have lost Tyreek Hill, but I still think those are the two best teams in the AFC is the chiefs and the bills. And I think the chiefs are going to not only cover, they're going to, win by quite a bit against the Bucks. All right. Uh, so this game is going to be displaced, right? So we don't even know where we're going to play it. We don't know uh, how many fans are going to be there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so Tampa Bay moved out of later training in Miami or something like that to avoid the hurricane. I yeah. did hear that. No, and I so, didn't. I didn't hear that. I don't, I don't know why it didn't cross my mind. 
but yeah, they, they um, I hope they left uh, Tampa. Right. right. Uh, and so I don't know what to think about that because the last game we had displaced for under hurricane was the Packers versus the saints. The saints were the team that got displaced and stomped on the Packers. Right. Yeah. Um, I was, th- so I was I there. Yep. And I don't, so I don't know what to think about this game. Um, I don't think the Buccaneers offense is great, but maybe the chiefs defense isn't good either. So I'm just, I'm in the, I'm up in the air on this one. Ah, I'm going to go up away from Pat. I'm taking the bucks. I knew it already. You're fading me this week so hard, which, <laughs> which uh, recent history has been saying that's a good move. Which means uh, it's probably not a good move. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how betting goes. So last game, the Monday nighter, we have the Rams at the 49ers, and the 49ers are minus two and a half points. And Mike lead it off. I'm gonna take the Niners. I think that the I think the Rams have kind of like not that they can't win games, but they're not pushing the way they did to win games last year, it doesn't feel like to me. Yeah. And I might need to do a breakdown one time, but I'm trying to think of like the worst team to ever win a Super Bowl. And I'm just going off of like things that I remember. And I feel like last year's Super Bowl was two teams. So two teams had like a fairly easy, easy routes, not right. But so the Chiefs knocked out the Bills, who were probably the best team in the AFC. And then it was huge game, you know, lots of effort expended on that game. Yeah. Bengals steal one from the Chiefs. And then the 49ers steal the game from the Packers with shitty weather and awful special teams play. And and then they lose to their rival. So I don't know. I think the Rams are going to go down as one of the worst teams that ever won the Super Bowl. But they won the Super Bowl. Like, there's nothing you can't take that away from them. So, um, yeah. But. And so, like, that feels weird to me because, like, the Packers were a wild card team that rolled in at what, like, 10 and six and, yeah, and won it. So, but, but like, that- in my mind, they're one of the greatest teams that won the Super Bowl. Yeah, but they they also just they rolled to the Super Bowl though. Like they yeah, won. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Bears gave them a little trouble in the NFC Championship game. But it was twenty-one the, to seven or something like that, right? No, I want to say it was there. There was still a chance because that was the game where uh, um, Cutler got so much shit that. He like sat out, but I think it was like 17 to 21 or something like that. Like it it was, it was close, but they rolled the Eagles. They rolled the Falcons. Um, Mike was out dancing on, on a bar, swatting phones out of people's hands and having a good time out of somebody's hand that night. Yeah. Cause I don't remember dancing on bars. Someone was taking a video of you dance. I think it was a stage. It wasn't a bar, but, but state or oh, a bar sounds oh better so you, you were having a good time that night mike 
I was, and you're not wrong. I remember having a good time, but I don't yeah. remember most of that shit. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, that will wrap up the episode. I guess I'll give the bing bong count uh, one more time for the people in the back. Uh, Mike's up 400 on the year. I'm down 960, but Mike has given me an opportunity to come back. Or on the other hand, Mike could basically lock this bitch up before, before, I don't know, week five, whatever. So as always, thank you for listening. We love you guys. Um, we're going to keep kicking this out. We're going to keep trying to stride to get better. Um, too busy, too busy dudes making this show. So we appreciate your support. But one day life is going to calm down and we are going to have the best show that's ever came from West Central Wisconsin. Mike, what do you got? I was pretty good there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we appreciate it, guys. Um, I'm going to give my quick spiel. Download it on your devices. Subscribe on your devices. Download it on your significant other's devices. Subscribe on their devices. Right. So and then just play it on silent even if you don't want to listen to us, right? So they don't want to listen to us, just put it on silent, let it roll, and then we'll feel better about life. And All right. It really does make us feel better about life, sadly. It, it, yeah, for sure does. It definitely makes me feel better anyway. Maybe Pat's got a better uh, self-esteem, but I don't. So... Uh, for all those that are doubting the Brewers, the Bucks, the Badgers, or the Packers, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.